This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. You know, these big tech companies are being scrutinized, well, in the case, I guess, of uh, Google and Amazon, uh, the Europeans have gone after them, the EU, and citing them for antitrust. And I think there's like a $5 billion fine been levied uh, against, I, I think it's Google in that case, but or maybe it's Facebook. Geez, you know, uh, it's just all of them in concert seem like, you know, they're controlling the free world and the flow of information. And information is power and there you go. Uh, they basically have it. And, you know, the idea that our integrity commissioner wanted to ensure the integrity of the electoral process so uh, they're leaning on these big tech companies. I don't know if that's adequate because they have ways of uh, perhaps channeling information uh, with algorithms. This is what I've been following, at least to the best of my knowledge. And even where the president of the United States, whatever one might think of him, Trump thinks they're leaning on him and uh, even diminishing his ability to get out his tweets. Now, you might say what a blessing that is rather than a curse. But if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody they find in their disfavor. So uh, there are some nefarious practices that are being drawn to our attention, increasingly so. And in fact, there are even ex-Google employees now going, you know, undercover or anonymously. Some are and some aren't uh, suggesting that these folks have way too much power and uh, can actually tilt the balance of elections and such. So uh, do we need to be on the watch? And uh, I guess eternal vigilance, the price we pay for our freedoms, and uh, we can't take this stuff for granted. To put it all into perspective, let's get David Shipley in here. He's the CEO of Boceron Security and Global News Radio cybersecurity expert and technology analyst. David, it's always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. So listen, when I cite that these big tech co's uh, are really having their way with information, am I wrong about that? I mean, uh, they control the flow and access. I mean, this is really some inordinate power, isn't it? Well, when you think about the scope and breadth that companies like Google and Amazon now have that extend from devices, the most intimate devices in our lives, smartphones, smart assistants, to the control of the digital economy from everything to when you go looking for a product to how you buy that product to how it gets delivered, it's stunning. And we've gone through this before. The railroad companies, the telco companies back in the day, each of those industries amassed tremendous power and eventually had to be broken up, not just for competitiveness reasons, but for the good of society, because they amassed too much power. But the the legal view around that and the regulatory willpower to break these companies up hasn't existed since Reagan was president. And the only place that we've seen that is in Europe. And now we have Trump lashing out at European regulators who want to put reasonable restrictions on U.S. companies like uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, uh, saying that American companies shouldn't be subject to foreign laws, which is going to cause all kinds of drama over the next little while. Well, yeah, that's somewhat ironic because uh, he believes that they should be sued by him or the Americans uh, in in the case of, I guess, uh, 
it's uh, Twitter. He says that uh, these social co- uh, media companies are run by Democrats and they're making it difficult for people to follow his real Donald Trump account from which he tweets prolifically. Uh, is that a concern? I mean, apart from Trump, and I mean, a lot of people might just see this in uh, a cartoonish fashion if they But isn't there a real concern that there are uh, certain algorithms that can be uh, put in play? And I, I don't know the inner workings. That's why you're here to tell me. And these companies can manipulate public opinion to a point where they, you know, I mean, where they talk about Russian collusion and, uh, you know, ads and bots and troll farms in Macedonia or whatever the hell. But uh, these companies have the wherewithal to shape public opinion, do they not? They, they absolutely have the power and tools. Like, if you remember the fictional villain from the James Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies, and the media empire he amassed, and the ability to essentially bring the world to the brink of political catastrophe or conflict, that, that used to be a Hollywood movie. Now these companies, these social media giants, they literally have that capability. Now, so far, what we've heard in the narrative is they haven't willingly used this capability to cause such chaos. They've just been so incompetent, it's been the end result. Uh, or their technology worked in ways they never expected. For example, YouTube has promoted and, and pushed forward the anti-vaccination movement to tens of millions of people on the back of an algorithm it doesn't really fully understand, but it was more than happy to cash in on. So the end result to society is these companies wield too much power, irresponsibly, recklessly, without accountability, particularly if you're not an American. And so it raises really big questions. Like you you'd opened the, uh, the issue with our elections. You know, there's nothing more sacred in a democracy than proving the process of choosing and electing our next government was free, fair, and honest. And, you know, we're playing Russian roulette, pun intended, with that every day we let these companies remain unaccountable. Well, I know that there are folks on the right or conservatives in America that feel that, uh, you know, the fix is in and they're dubious that these companies will be held to account uh, or will reform their ways or be transparent and open. Is that a legitimate concern? I I think... uh, that there's partisan politics coming into play. I mean, we've seen uh, these companies take action only when they've been dragged kicking and screaming to deal with the most xenophobic, most racist uh, content floating out there. I I really struggle to see uh, legitimate, mainstream, non-hate-filled conservative speech filtered on these platforms. Uh, And it's kind of rich in some sense to be complaining about ownership of media and distributed power, uh, given the issues the Americans are having with Fox News. Uh, So I'm not so much worried about they're intentionally, you know, have a Democratic agenda and they're going to use their technology. I'm worried they're run by a bunch of 20 and 30-year-olds who don't know the power they have and, and haven't had the judgment to exercise it responsibly. So earlier you had alluded to AT&T or I guess something during the Reagan years where uh, an antitrust or anti-combine type of law was put in place. Do you think that should apply to some of these big tech co's? Well, so what, what happened in the, uh, the case of the railways or the big oil companies or the telcos was there was a view of antitrust of looking at, you know, is this good for society, the amount of power they have? They didn't just look at it, did it negatively impact consumer prices? When Reagan came into power in that era, the uh, antitrust laws were really scaled back and the willingness to use them just simply to be, does this affect prices for consumers? And if you couldn't show that a company's power directly affected consumer prices, then regulators stopped caring. 
But as you've, you've noted quite, quite well throughout this, the amount of power these companies wield has no impact on buying. You don't even pay for most of these services, but they absolutely need to be broken up. All right. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, making some noise about guaranteeing privacy. It's going to make uh, he's making it a priority and whatever. Else. Uh, there has been uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people uh, feel that's a cynical approach to things because, again, uh, they got caught and uh, so on. Do you believe that these companies, I mean, it's in their interest. They've got to be uh, positioned this way. You think they're sincere about protecting people's data and privacy? I think the track record on this one from Facebook is pretty clear. They care about privacy uh, to the extent that it hurts their bottom line, uh, which is to say they won't want to snoop in on people's messages right now because they're getting pressure from governments to become the next spy agency funnel, and that's going to cost them money. So they'll guarantee your privacy only so that they don't have to help with intelligence and criminal investigations. They're still going to mine your information and use all of your intellectual property or copyrighted works for their financial benefit. Uh, they, that, that, that zebra hasn't changed its stripes. Finally, I've got to ask, because, you know, right now uh, we're embroiled in this situation with China. Our prime minister is between the proverbial rock and a hard place over Meng Wanzhou, the Huawei executive who's facing extradition right now under house arrest in Vancouver. And the subtext to all of this is we should be wary of the Chinese and Huawei's equipment because they want to be a participant in constructing the Internet of Things next generation, the 5G. But we have the five eyes, including ourselves, the United States, New Zealand, Australia and Britain, saying uh, be very, very wary. Uh, These folks can use this as sort of the Trojan horse to uh, get into the system and who knows what might ensue. Is there a legitimate cause for concern on the 5G and Huawei? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know how to put this in any other ways, but the UK's top signal intelligence agency came out with a scathing report on the integrity of Huawei's equipment. And the summary punchline of the report was they couldn't tell what was there because of incompetence or what was there because of malicious intent. The code was so bad. But it is so vulnerable, and we are going to be so dependent on that for our digital economy uh, that from a technology standpoint, the, this is like having DNA evidence. We absolutely, 100% know this is not secure tech we should be using. On top of that, we've got a company, or sorry, a company attached to the uh, Chinese government at the hip, and a government which is causing Canada a not insignificant amount of harm right now in our agricultural sector. Do we want to put every other single sector of the Canadian economy in jeopardy and under their influence the next time we get into a fight with them? I don't understand why this debate is even still happening. We'll leave it at that. David, I appreciate it. Very emphatic. Always uh, appreciate your time and insights. Thank you. You're very welcome. David Shipley, the CEO of Boceron Security and Global News Radio's cybersecurity expert, technology analyst, and more. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 